After continually downplaying the pandemic and promoting vaccination as a personal choice, it became public knowledge that Fox News has a vaccination passport system for their staff at their offices. Of course, Fox's hypocrisy comes as no surprise. But how does the genuine fair and balanced employer deal with vaccinated and unvaccinated employees in their organization? So Brent and Heidi, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. From my take on this, for what it's worth, it seems a no-brainer. Surely we have to be on the side of the welfare of the employee and they have to be vaccinated. Um, am I wrong or right or ill-informed? It's, I think, as you as a Brit might call it, a sticky wicket. <laughs> it, it, it is a both and. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's right. interesting because there are so many assumptions that there is an obvious answer to this. And yet the obvious answer isn't sticking. So that means that the obvious answer isn't the complete answer. I've just given the obvious answer there. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, what's the actual take? Well, what are you recommending to your clients? Let, let's, let's put this in terms that we may know pre-pandemic. If you're an employer and you had an unsafe work site and the employee got injured, you would be responsible for their injury because you created an unsafe workspace. And this is generally, globally, the legal standard for any employer. It's not like this is new with COVID. This has been around for a while. Yeah. So you always have a legal responsibility for your employees. And you have insurance, right. mostly, to cover that workers' compensation in America and other insurance in other places. But you are still legally responsible for their health and safety when they are at your work location. So are you responsible for them when they work remotely? And the answer is if they are working for you at that time, you are responsible for them. No okay. matter the location. Now, so that's has that the been legal proven? baseline. Yeah. Has that been proven all the way through law and through the courts? Not yet. Uh, but I, I think it's coming. So that puts us in the position, if you have a vaccinated, unvaccinated employee show up at the workspace, where is your legal responsibility? And this is where it gets really interesting because at the beginning of the pandemic, there were state and in the United States, that's in the federal idea of the state. And in a global sense, it's also the country as a state. And most countries put down restrictions which said no large gatherings, no people in the office because they were doing frontline assessment of what is that risk from almost a national defense standpoint. We were going with if the pandemic spreads, it could overrun our hospitals. So we need to constrain the pandemic. That was where we were at in April and May of last year. All of a right. sudden, now that we have vaccines, there has been particularly in the United States, a stepping back from that role of authority and a politicization of that role of authority. And it has been convenient for the political structures here in the United States to put the choice, to put the decision-making 
onto the individual businesses. And this is where you have the giant symbol crash train wreck of these two things running into each other. Because the state has pushed that accountability down onto the business, and the business still has the health and safety legal liability that they had prior to the pandemic. So what's the position of a person running a business? Sucks to be you. I think a, a, a case that certainly highlights that clash between politics and business and the responsibility of the employer is Ron DeSantis and his fight against Norwegian cruise lines. Oh, that's been an amusing uh, little one, hasn't it? Oh, my word. I mean, at one point, he wanted to fine the cruise line $5,000 for every customer who was asked to provide proof of vaccination. Yeah. And, of course, the cruise line is saying, well, you can understand it from their point of view. I mean, it was going to make their business inoperable if the crew and the passengers were not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I mean, here is a Petri dish floating around. I mean, we've had cases before. This happened <laughs> Prior with the cruise the ship before, you know. Yes. There's history here. There's a, you know, case studies. They're saying to the cruise lines, you can't do business because if they don't ask for vaccinations, there's going to be an outbreak on the ship mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And if they do, they're going to be charged 5000 for everyone. I mean, that's been knocked down yeah. since. But that was his plan. It, it's an interesting example because immediately Norwegian cruise lines went to court and filed papers to, to get the, to push back on this. Their second approach was, we need to safeguard our employees. We will take our ships to a different port outside of Florida. There's and no reason we can't sail out of Baltimore. And that's when Florida said, oh, oh wait a minute, maybe we we're a little too harsh because they know <laughs> there is big revenue in that for their state. Norwegian Cruise Line was, was protecting themselves and their employees. You have to protect your assets. Right. One of your assets Absolutely. is employees. Uh, you have a responsibility to the employee to give them a safe working environment. I know here in the United States, you walk into most stores and staff vaccinated or not are wearing masks because yes. the store wants them to be safe. The employees find it annoying. I, vaccinated, don't need to wear a mask in their establishment. I still do. Many of us do. Yep. But they are doing it because they that legal responsibility question keeps coming back up in an employer's mind. If my employee gets sick while they're at work and I didn't do something to safeguard them, then I am legally accountable. And, and that's the bottom line. If I have employees that do not want to get vaccinated. And I say, okay, you're in shop, you're doing work, and someone else gets coronavirus. Am I in the doo-doo? You might be. And that was one of the really big questions when employers went over to remote operations in March of 2020. And that's the really sticky question. You as an employer can't unless or until there are legal protections put in place or the FDA defines certain requirements for public-facing work. Any of these things could be possible, but unless or until those groups have really shoved their responsibility onto employers, and that puts them in a right, very absolutely. strange position. 
because they have their business strategy and their business goals, and they have their legal accountability for a safe work environment. And then you add in the, are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? Do you want to get vaccinated or not? Those are hugely toxic questions. One of our clients did a week-long working group down in the oil and gas sector last week in Texas and found out at the end of the week that she had been exposed to three people who have COVID, which she's vaccinated. She was kind of, sort of okay with that. What she was less kind of, sort of okay about was she has an eight-year-old child at home and that child can't be vaccinated. And that's where this cascading legal accountability gets really complicated. She went into that oil and gas sector client as a contractor. So was the client responsible for providing a safe work environment? Her own employer and her supervisor were horrified when they found out she had been exposed. That's why your simple answer of shouldn't we all be safe is idealistic, but it's not the day-to-day in the working environment. On the flip side of this, you know, we've got workers across the nation that have been struggling when the economy was shut down during 2020 who've got to go to work, Mm -hmm. have got to get their rent and mortgages paid for, feed the families. They might have that reluctancy to get the vaccination. Is there a hybrid model where we can include both groups? Is there a fix for that? I think it partly depends on the nature of your work. We have seen sophisticated work environments where there were a multitude of different types of tasks. Through redesigning the teams, you were able to create spaces where those who didn't want to be vaccinated or couldn't be vaccinated to go into more of what the British have been referring to as a shielding environment, where they could work remote, where they had certain protections. And as an employer, if you have valuable staff who can't get vaccinated, that's a worthwhile investment to keep that valuable staff. It falls under the American Disability Act. Can you make reasonable accommodations? And A lot of people are trying to figure out vaccine status, yes vaccine, no vaccine, can I, can't I. They're bouncing it against the American Disability Act here in the U.S. and they're bouncing it against the HIPAA laws, which is disclosure of medical information. Because no one has really defined what can and can't we do legally as the employer They're looking at every possible way to shelter themselves from lawsuits and keeping the environment safe for their employees. From the employer's point of view, if HIPAA says you cannot ask someone directly if you've received the vaccination, there's no way of actually knowing. Mm -hmm. This is sort of the key point of why we find this topic so fascinating. The legal liability that has been laid at the feet of businesses who lack public health expertise and the requirements for what they need to decide and to get the data to know what the right choice is, is well beyond most businesses. Um, We work with a dance company here in New York City. And when the vaccinations first became available, 
they had a medical ethicist on staff to help make decisions around how they would access the vaccine and when, because they felt that the legal liability for making the wrong choice was high enough to justify the cost of bringing in a medical ethicist. In a previous podcast, we discussed Apple and Google's enthusiasm for getting its employees back in the office. Hearing what's going on now, that's going to be a a, a difficult task. I would say if, if you're Apple or Google, they have enough money where they can safeguard themselves or protect themselves from many things that the average small and medium-sized business can't. They probably have enough legal counsel where the decision they made has been reviewed and modified and dealt with in courts or potential court cases. But when you're talking to small and medium-sized businesses, we don't have those resources. We have to go with what we know, what we think, and what we can find out. And what we can find out out there is a lot of mixed information when it comes to businesses and what you should and shouldn't do. They're putting out information, but it's not real clear, just like you don't know whether you should or shouldn't wear a mask, wear two masks, indoors, outdoors. What am I doing this week? I know a company that have split the workforce into two shifts. Um, They physically have to be in the workshop. They do a lot of custom work. They need those people there. It's not something they can do remotely, obviously. They've lost employees because they insist on people wearing masks. But the idea is if there is a breakout, it only affects a certain Mm -hmm. percentage and the other team would be clear. So I run a small business. One of my key members of staff doesn't want to get vaccinated but wants to come back to work. What would you say to me? Take our class on leading difficult conversations. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it would be a difficult conversation. And, And it is a very difficult conversation. And part of the problem as an employer is pushing that question is people don't like to have difficult conversations. So what are the opportunities for that employee to just come up with a card and say, look, okay, I went, I went and got vaccinated, whether they did or not. And that's happening a lot right now because most major cities in America are requiring you to show proof to go into restaurants, movie theaters. You have to show proof of vaccination. Automatically, fake vaccination cards became a commodity to sell. We could have mitigated that as a government and made a card that could not be counterfeited. We have money that can't be counterfeited, and we believe in blockchain and the technologies there. Why do we allow this pandemic to be driven by a piece of paper that can be printed on your home computer? (laughs) And Brent's not wrong. I, I would take the slightly, if we're talking to a small business owner, It's entirely accurate, but it's also day late, dollar short. Those are mistakes that our government has made. I think if I have a staff member, one of the most important things I need to prepare with when having that conversation is a real baseline around a lot of the topics we've been discussing here. What's my legal liability? What's my accountability to all my staff members and not just you? If I'm a small business owner and this is a valued member of my staff, treat that member of the staff with respect and say, these are all the limitations I have. So this is the option I see. If you can problem solve this better for me, I'm good with that. But 
we put the entire business at risk if there is an outbreak. So this comes back to what we've discussed in other podcasts, uh, an employer's relationship with their employees. If that's a trusting relationship, one of respect, then then solutions will be found. Yeah. It will help. It will help mitigate some of the challenges. Yeah. Potentially. And I know this isn't a legal show, but this is this whole subject wrapped up in legalese. I Um, I think we need to put a disclaimer on this. Yes. Uh, None of the three of us are attorneys or legally allowed to practice law in any state. Not even with a fake vaccine card. Yes, not even with a fake vaccine (laughs) card. Uh, And I'm sure some people will have some comments. They can feel free to to send them to us through the link of the podcast. We will entertain them because this is a touchy subject and it, it, it does bring up a lot of raw feelings in people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure over the next few weeks and, and months, we'll, we'll finally get some consistent messaging um, from anyone. Is anyone. <laughs> anyone. I was thinking in the UK, we call it um, it's health and safety. Yeah. But OSHA. Yeah. OSHA. OSHA here. here. Yeah. Yeah. El- OSHA. Health and safety. Don't you, isn't it? Doesn't it become elves in because you drop the <laughs> Elf H? and safety. Yeah. Elf in safety. <laughs> it does. Well, thank you very much for um, guiding us through that slightly uh, sticky, treacly subject. And uh, what can we look forward to on our next podcast? Where are we headed next time? Uh, I don't remember off the top I of my head. I believe oh, we, are, no we are headed to outside the topic of COVID. Ah. Ooh, finally we move beyond yes, this. Yes, we can move beyond this. <laughs> A brief reprieve, I'm yes. sure. And some, and someday we may literally move beyond this. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers yes. crossed. Well, thank you very much, Heidi. Thank you very much, Brian. All right. We'll talk again soon. Yeah. Talk soon.